As entrepreneurs, we need energy. We've got all kinds of challenges that we have in life that come at us. Some that we plan and others that life intrudes. Well, I'm John Bowen, AESNation.com here, and I am going to share with you an extremely talented fellow entrepreneur who really started kind of in the area I'm in, Silicon Valley. He's out there making a big difference on Sand Hill Road, doing all kinds of great things. But he decided he had to do even more. And he's been able to really hack the highest performing asset potential that you have to make a big difference. He's got the number one health podcast out there. I mean, just amazing. He, he's got over a million followers on his blog, and he is making a difference. And he's going to make a difference here today. Dave Asper, the founder of the executive, uh, let me just bring you on, Dave. So I have the title here, I'm sorry, founder of the Bulletproof Executive. Dave, you know, thank you for joining us. I know you're no longer in Silicon Valley, you're on some island out there. I, I'm on Vancouver Island, up here in British Columbia. I, my office is a 32-acre organic farm in the making, and I'm overlooking a Salt Spring Island. Uh, from That's the view kind of behind the, the screen No, here. that's beautiful, and yeah, I love that area. I've been up there, I had the opportunity to sell a business to a Canadian firm and they dragged me all over Canada and I had a uh, great time doing it. And it's one of the, probably the most beautiful spots in Canada as well, and really North America. Dave, you know, one of the things that many of the, you know, you're, you've got so many followers, I'm sure some of the entrepreneurs who are watching this podcast or listening to it know who you are, but many of us didn't. I mean, I had a great opportunity. I'm in a mastermind group with Joe Polish and 200 plus other entrepreneurs i ended up sitting right across from you and I, we kind of started talking and then i realized i've been drinking your coffee and doing a whole bunch <laughs> of the things that you've been saying to do but i didn't know who you were at the time and so why don't you share what you you know how you got to kind of where you are right now john I, i've been a disruptive technology guy since the very early days I, i'm actually the first person to sell anything over the internet so the first example of e-commerce was a t-shirt that said caffeine, my drug of choice, sold out of my dorm room from UC Santa Barbara to pay for my computer science education. And I've played a role in, in the creation of modern cloud computing as we know it. I worked for the company that housed Google's very first servers and went on to a, a career at, at multiple companies, some public, uh, some small venture-backed startups, and had a, a good career. but. I weighed 300 pounds in my mid-20s, and I weigh, right, you step back a bit. Like I, I'm I, looking at you, Dave. I'm thinking you're just under 300 by a fair amount. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm probably around 220 right now because I put on a substantial amount of muscle, but I've lost 100 pounds of fat, and I've kept it off for a decade. And I've also spent about $300,000 upgrading every system in my body that I can possibly imagine, and I'm still working on that. I'm actually building a biohacking facility at my house with tons of equipment that is there to support my biology because what scared the heck out of me when I was about 25, my brain started to go and I'm a smart guy, but I could feel that I couldn't bring it. And as you age, and funny enough, I run an anti-aging research group that's been around for 20 years. I'm chairman of it now, but as you age, your ability to bring it, like the amount of cellular energy you have it just goes down and this is something that we call aging. I was just getting old when I was young. So 
I bought disability insurance. I was really worried about my ability to pay attention all day long. I ended up getting into smart drugs. I ended up doing everything possible to support my brain. And over time, I realized I had to support my biology. And that when you get it right, you avoid the things that make you weak. You do things that make what you have run better, and you do other things that actually give you more ability, better hormones or better mitochondria in your cells. And when you do that, the number one part of you that, that works is, is the brain because it uses the most energy in your body, more even than your heart. So by upgrading all these things and then training them, I was able to well, lose the weight, keep it off, turn my brain back on, increase my IQ and have the energy to bring it when, honestly, as a young man, I, I was losing that energy. And I, I'm running circles around the 25-year-olds who work for me now. And I think that's awesome. I'm about to turn 42. Dave, one of the reasons I was so excited about having you here uh, is that, you know, I, I am 59 and uh, recently lost uh, about 35 pounds on really just following what you've been doing. And uh, I mean, wow. you, know, you know, this is, and this is so, and, you know, and I, I've, I've met a whole bunch of guys following you after I met you, I started you know, bringing up your name and they would tell me this. And, and, and I wanted to have you on with our fellow entrepreneurs because, you know, you know how hard most entrepreneurs are driven. They, they really want to make a difference. And it's so easy to neglect parts of your life. And one of the biggest parts is your own health and you know we only it's really entrepreneurship is energy management and most of us as entrepreneurs burn out way too quick and you know what i'd love to do is have you share you know some of the lessons that you've learned in your journey i mean some of the lessons that you're sharing with the world now so that your fellow entrepreneurs who are having success can really get started because I want to also say, you know, when I first started hearing some of this stuff, you know, I'm one of those financial guys, left brain, logical. I'm listening to this and I'm going, oh, it's kind of a little airy fairy <laughs> stuff and so on. Now that I'm living it, I'm going, it's really very logical, thoughtful, the whole thing. And it's not that hard to do. That's the amazing part. So, Dave, what, what could, you know, your fellow entrepreneurs do? You know, how do they, you know, because they're going to be, you know, some are going to be skeptical and others you know, probably like me, got cynical. They're, you know, they've heard so much of this stuff and it seems to change every day with a new report. What should they be doing? Number one thing you should do is you should measure what you're doing. Everyone out there who's, you know, hit several million dollars in revenue or more, they have this thing called a CFO or at least an accountant and they look at their numbers on a regular basis. And when I talk to a room full of successful entrepreneurs and I say, how many of you have your quarterly report on your blood variables? You see three hands go up. And all I can think of from where I'm standing is what a bunch of losers. <laughs> no offense. No, guys, I, but... As a matter of fact, I now, because I, I hired a nutrition coach, I now do it quarterly too, because it's yes. kind of one of those, you know, just blindingly obvious things you get in. You don't have to even go through your doctor. You can order this stuff, 300 bucks, local one. You get an unbelievable amount of reports, and you can see the progress. And why would you not want to see that on your own health? Yeah, and, and you look at what you're spending on marketing or what you're spending on. It's a trivial, it's a rounding error if you yeah. have had even a moderate amount of success as an entrepreneur. In fact, it's less than you pay for your company health plan, and it's more valuable. So when you take a, not even a preventative stance, where you just take a, I want to know where I am so I know whether I'm getting worse or whether I'm getting better or holding even, like, this is no more important than monitoring cash flow and no less important. 
So if you're willing to do it for your company, you should be willing to do it for your own physical hardware. You are the infrastructure of your company. You do preventative maintenance on your generators or whatever business you're in. <laughs> like, <laughs> you owe it to your shareholders if you have them. You owe it to your employees uh, if you feel a sense of responsibility for making sure they have food on their table the way I do. Uh, so this is not even about you. But worst of all, the, the thing that, that really you don't hear so much is that this thing has a direct impact on your willpower. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not quite burned out. I, I have more energy. I'm okay. What they're doing, though, is they're moving out of their prefrontal cortex, the rational human part of the brain, into the reactionary survival parts of the brain. So you're in a meeting, and one of your employees does something that, frankly, should piss you off. And you have two decisions you can make there. And a rational entrepreneur who's got his willpower intact is going to look at the employee, and he's going to say, hmm, I don't like this. And he's going to think of something constructive and he's going to lead the employee to make the right decision and you can flip it around and now we've got another entrepreneur and this time maybe she has uh, you know eaten the wrong foods or just has bad blood work and systemic inflammation and she's unaware of it and she goes to that same employee and goes what the F you know and and and, and cusses them out right this is a big problem because all of us have had those times where we say something that's unkind that actually harmed the culture in our organizations. You owe it as a senior person to the people around you, your peers, uh, your direct reports, and even the guy in the mailroom, assuming you still use paper like one of those old, you know, old-fashioned <laughs> companies. But if you're doing all of that, you are the center point of your culture and that means that you must have the willpower to keep your cool and to be the one who people can look up to. And if your biology is off, it is not possible for you to bring it all day, every long. So at the end of a tw end of a 12-hour day, that wasn't a very good day for you to be able to sit there and take a deep breath and know that you're hungry and you're tired and you should have been home an hour ago and to not lose your cool. That is an Olympic sport and that is the art of being an entrepreneur. And if you can do anything that makes your energy higher so that when that time comes, you can still bring it, um, that's a gift, and you'll also live longer if you can have that kind of energy. So, like, how do you uh, lose? So, Dave, let me ask you, because this is one of the big challenges, I think, as entrepreneurs. That I know I I did this. So, you know, I, I was in pretty good shape and, you know, working out, and everything was kind of good. But I'm traveling all over the world doing all these things, and my weight's going up, and my exercise is going down. I'm eating the wrong things. And, you know, the one thing there, you don't have to even do the blood chemistry. Some of it's obvious. You can see things aren't working in your body, the whole thing. And, but I'm just so busy on all this and I'm going, okay, we're going to fly here. Yeah, I'm so busy on it and that I'll do it later. And I, I don't have enough willpower right now or time and energy. I got to stay on my business, you know, the diet and exercise. And if I do it, it's going to take so much time and energy and I can't do it. And I wait, you know, I mean, we're all logical. I wait until I have the heart attack. I mean, that's the normal time that we get serious about this stuff. How, how can we overcome that so we don't wait for that crisis moment to deal with this as entrepreneurs? John, have you ever had a, a time when you were supposed to deliver a presentation to a group of people and you didn't have time to create it yourself? So you called on one of your staff and you said, um, could you do your best because I don't have the time to do this and I know it's going to be only 80% of what I could do. 
You've had, had a time like that. I've had more than one of those days. <laughs> Every, everyone who's listening to this has, of course. Um, and magically, it all worked out. So you didn't do it perfectly, but you did something that was good enough. What I've found is, like, I, I have a, a very, very busy uh, life. I'm running a company um, that's growing rapidly. Um, I have a New York Times bestselling book coming out December 2nd. And by the way, please help me order it now. Bullet, order bulletproofdietbook.com. And I just finished shooting a documentary on neurotoxins in our environment and what they're doing to our brains and how you can avoid them. So this is on top of running the podcast and also I'm crazy busy. I have two young kids and I see them. I spend a lot of time. I drive them to school. So this, this happens all the time. And this drove me to say, what are the things I can do to get the most benefit in the least amount of time? And I'm not selling anything there. I just write that stuff down. That's why I started the Bulletproof Executive blog was to say, look, I managed to pull this stuff off in Silicon Valley. Um, and it's not really fair that I spent $300,000 learning all this. I, I'll just write it down because maybe someone will benefit. And it turns out a lot of people care. So what you do is you say, all right, if I have five minutes, then I'll do whatever's most effective in five minutes. And the simplest thing you can do is you are going to eat. We all eat mm -hmm. every day unless we're fasting, which is unusual. Okay. You had to make a decision on what was going to go on your plate. And that's one decision point. Like you only have so many decisions per day before you run out of them. But since you had to decide, what if you made a slightly better decision? You didn't incur a transactional cost in, in wasting more decision energy. You just picked something better. And what if when you pick something better, you didn't have to apply any willpower because instead of choosing celery sticks and like twigs or whatever the latest health fat is, you chose something that you knew was going to leave you full and satisfied and have lots of energy. If you do that, you'll get more willpower from eating the right food that doesn't induce cravings. And you don't have to tell your body that's starving for things like healthy fat, shut up body, that oh, you wasted more willpower there. So all I'm going to say here is choose foods that make you kick ass. And if you do that, <laughs> you start to get more willpower. And then you can apply that willpower back to, okay, maybe I'm only going to do something for five minutes today. And you know, with the coaching clients that I have, and I do a little bit of executive coaching, mostly because it keeps me on, 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 on the top of my game just to hear what others are doing and to help them and just to kind of do the fast download. The first thing I, put, I have people do is always the same, and it's heart rate variability training. This is a thing that costs $99. You clip it to your ear and you can do it for five. I prefer 10 minutes a day when people get started. It takes about six weeks and it looks at unusual algorithmic spacing between your heartbeats and it tells you on an iPhone whether you're in a fight or flight mode or whether you're in a relax mode. It turns out you already have wiring. You're wired to know this, but no one's ever showed you the difference between the states. And this dumb little app you know, it's not the dumb, it's actually very elegant, but it's just an app. You know, the light turns green when you take a deep breath and you breathe out and you do this little thing that turns off fight or flight mode. One of my hedge fund manager clients called me all excited. He said, Dave, I, I was on an airplane. I had nothing better to do. So I did it for an hour straight and I got into this really amazing blissful state. I've never felt so relaxed. It was like turbo meditation. And then I thought about work and the light turned red. <laughs> there you go. You think about work, you think you're going to die. So he learns how to put himself in this relaxed mode. He's like, all right, I'm winning. He goes into the office. The market bell rings to start trading, and it turns red, and it stays red all day long. So he realized, despite the fact that he was managing billions of dollars, that all day long he was in fight-or-flight mode. 
And he learned over the course of six weeks to put himself in a relaxed mode and still trade. And his trading was better. But more importantly, at the end of the day, he wasn't exhausted. He wasn't cranky. He didn't want to kill people on the road on the way home. And he could go home and be present with his, his family. Oh, That's yeah. five, ten minutes a day of basic training with a $99 device. It's not hard. It's not time-consuming. It doesn't even take that much willpower. No, this is, I mean, what I love, you know, that you've done so well, Dave, is this whole concept of hacking and really, you know, simple and elegant solutions. These aren't overly complicated. We need to make better decisions. You know, we start with, you know, the food choices. I, I, I remember when I first got presented, you know, really uh, your diet and, I looked at it and I, you know, I got to give up sugar and some of the things I love and this and that and I'll never be able to do it and then I'm going to be hungry and the answer is you're never hungry. I mean, as a matter of <laughs> fact, you got to remind yourself to eat, you know, which is yeah. a whole different thing. I haven't had that before and then the, you know, and, and, and this is, it is relatively easy. I'd say you know, a little detox period the first week or so, but after that it's extremely easy and the same you know, with this, you know, monitoring, I mean, I, I don't do that. I will do that now. And it's just, it's, you know, if you can be there and you can have, you know, you want to manage your energy and you want to be able to not, you know, be locked in in this fight or flight type, um, which you can. I mean, the financial, I can see the guy trading. I mean, you go through any <laughs> trading floor, you know, or anybody responsible at a time I was responsible for a couple billion dollars I was managing. I mean, you know, the, the anxiety and so on. And to the extent you can make better decisions, it's better for the stakeholders. You can come home, you know, you know, the energy and, and these are, you know, kind of the, you know, little things and we're not talking anything hard and you've been a master at this. Is there anything else, you know, that jumps out that are, you know, some of these easy hacks that you're doing? Yeah, we'll talk about sleep in a second. I just realized I forgot to mention the name of what that little device is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's we should. Heart rate variability training, and I, I carry the device on bulletproof.com, and it's called the Inner Balance Sensor. Uh, just little ear clip thingy. It looks like a headset. Uh, I've used it on airplanes, uh, things like that. It, it, it's unobtrusive, and it, it just gives you this little game. In fact, my five-year-old plays it. Uh, you, if you've never seen a five-year-old take a deep breath, he, act, he actually can because the game taught him to take a deep breath instead of you know, <laughs> puffing. So, so, so that's the name of that one. The next thing that's amazing, if I am in front of a room of entrepreneurs and I say, hey, um, how many of you have our time going to sleep? And half the room raises their hand. How many of you have our time staying asleep? And all the other half goes up. Those are the two types of insomnia that suck power from your day. If you take a half hour or even 20 minutes to go to sleep, like what could you do with an extra half hour every day? Let's see, three and a half hours a week. You, you could do something with three, like you could mm -hmm. exercise or you could meditate, or you could do whatever. My average time to go to sleep is one minute and it's trainable. In fact, if you do that heart rate thing I just talked about, that will help you go to sleep and improve your sleep quality. What I found over time was that it is entirely possible to teach yourself to go to sleep quickly. It's entirely possible to make your sleep more efficient. If you sleep 12 hours and you sleep in a light sleep most of the time, you don't really get that much benefit from it. You're just wasting time. You want to spend time in deep sleep where you're getting physical recovery or REM sleep where you're basically doing memory kind of work, memory consolidation and dreaming and all. And 
you also want to enable your brain to change its fluids, which is critical for mental performance. We didn't really understand the full extent of this until a couple of years ago, but there's something called the glymphatic system in your brain. And this is a pump, and it pumps the fluid basically out of the cells and replaces it with clean fluid. It's a maintenance cycle for your brain, just changing the oil in your car kind of thing. So if you let your brain do this more efficiently by having proper energy in your brain at night, you can sleep more efficiently. The eight hours a night thing is BS. Some of the world's most successful people sleep three or four hours a night. And people who live the longest in a very big study slept six and a half hours a night, not eight hours a night. In fact, people who slept six hours live longer than people who slept eight hours. This isn't to say that you'll live longer if you sleep less. This is to say that healthy people need less sleep. So if you do things that make you perform better, that increase your health and increase, increase the quality of your life, you will need less sleep to wake up feeling recharged and amazing and have more energy, more willpower. This is like compounding interest, right? You get your sleep good and people think I'm kind of nuts. Easiest thing you can do, black out your room. So I, I just uh, remodeled this house I, I'm moving into now. And I told the person who's doing interior design for the bedroom, I said, you will fail if I can see light around the curtains. And she said, what? I said, no, really. When I say blackout, I mean I'm sleeping in darkness. There's no LEDs in my room. I can't see my hand in front of me. It's like a cave. Your skin senses light. And we have studies that show this. And if you're in a city, which most people are now, you've got light coming in from the city through the windows. You will never sleep fully until you get your room dark. Turn off your cell phone so you can sleep better. Like that's an amazing thing to do. Little things like that. But on my bed, I have a stack of technology that monitors the quality of my sleep. Even a $2 app that everyone with an iPhone should download, it's called Sleep Cycle. This is my alarm clock and here's what it does. I put my phone on airplane mode so it doesn't microwave my brain while I'm sleeping. You put it on your mattress and it uses the microphone to know when you move around. And when you move around determines what stage of sleep you're in. So it gives me in the morning a full report on how well I slept, gives me a score, so now I can track my performance the same way I track my daily sales, and it waits until I'm at the top of a sleep cycle to wake me up. If you know the difference between the quality of your day when an alarm jolts you out of like really deep sleep and you're groggy, like, oh, what, oh, what? that destroys your whole day. You've just tweaked your, uh, your fight or flight response. You feel it right here if you meditate, you pay attention to where things sit in your body. So what if your alarm clock, you just gave it a window. This, mine has a 20 minute window. I'm like, wake me up anytime. I gotta be up by 7.30. So wake me up between 7.10 and 7.30, but wake me up when I'm already almost awake. And it does that. So I never wake up feeling crappy. Like it was free. Like I got all the extra energy from not having a bad morning because of that. It's little things like that that change the quality of your day. And they give you the energy and the time to be able to choose you know, really hard to eat things like grass-fed steak with butter and vegetables instead of, you know, fast food. Like, it's, it's not that hard to choose that kind well, of Well, and I know uh, when I would do the uh, Weight Watchers type thing, that's not on the menu. And their menu is not anywhere nearly as appetizing as yours, David. It's it's kind of, it's, it's almost counterintuitive, uh, you know, what you're saying. I mean, we, you know, we can go ahead and manage our weight and our energy through having a great diet. We can use technology, you know, everybody worries about maybe we've got too many electronic things going on and so on, but we can manage that to really train ourselves to respond to the wiring of our body. And then, you know, we can get, you know, we, we can do the blackout 
uh, curtains. I don't have it totally blacked out. I got to, I got to start thinking about tape and black tape over duct tape over a few things, but I, I do. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, do Yeah. And, but I mean, you know, it makes a difference and these are such little things that can make a huge difference. Now I want to go to a segment here and it's the uh, book of the day. And uh, I'm not going to let you off easy. I, I know you don't have your book out yet, but you, you've been working hard on it. And I want you to tell us what's in the book. And, I, and I'm going to put up the, uh, let me put up the landing page on that the uh, Order Bulletproof Diet Book. And let me just put it up here, uh, .com. And, you know, remember always at AESNation.com, we'll have all the links for everything Dave's talk about and his uh, blog and so on. But I want you to tell us a little bit about this uh, diet book. I mean, you know, Dave, if I uh, Google on Amazon, I'm pretty sure there's a few other diet books. And uh, I do know yours is very different, just know, hanging out with you a little bit. But t tell me what's going to be in there and um, why we want to pre-order it, too, because I, I want to help you get to be a New York Times oh. bestseller. But I, my own enlightened self-interest and your fellow entrepreneurs' own enlightened self-interest. So I, this is a diet I developed over the, the course of a, a decade running an anti-aging nonprofit group, the Silicon Valley Health Institute, talking with 100 plus experts there, 140 on my own podcast on Bulletproof Radio, and uh, just working on how to lose 100 pounds. The easiest way to lose weight is really straightforward. Induce a famine and have a tiger chase you all day, every day. Okay? That's the standard Western way of doing it. You eat this sort of extremely low-calorie, low-satisfaction processed food, and then you exercise all the time. You will lose weight. It's called muscle mass. If you'll be tired, and you'll use all of your willpower until you run out of, of willpower, and then you eat the Haagen-Dazs. And then you'll do what I did. Lose 20 pounds, gain 30 pounds. Lose 40 pounds, gain 50 pounds. And this is great for the diet industry, and it's bad for you. When you learn how to eat, you never have a food craving again. And so in the Bulletproof Diet, how do you eat to have the most energy and the most willpower and to never feel a food craving again? I'll fly from San Francisco to Singapore. I don't eat airplane food because it always makes you tired and cranky and you don't feel good when you get there. I don't eat for 18 hours on an airplane and people go, oh my God, you have so much willpower. I'm like, no, actually, I just wasn't hungry. I, I drank some water. Like I'm just waiting until I have some good food. Like, my body isn't starving the way it used to be because when I do eat, I eat. <laughs> The other thing that's different about the Bulletproof Diet is that you don't have to be perfect. A lot of it's like, don't do this, do this. It turns out there's three categories of food on the Bulletproof Diet and there's an infographic. Uh, it's a, a full roadmap. You print it out, you put it on your fridge. If you go to orderbulletproofdietbook.com and send your Amazon receipt, just pre-order on Amazon. Thank you if you decide to do that. It helps my publisher know what the sales are going to be. And then I'll send you a bunch of stuff, basically the the get started guide, and I send it all for free. And I'm not trying to do all sorts of spammy stuff. I'll just send you lots of free stuff about how to get going. But this roadmap is the the backbone of what you're going to read about in the book, and it tells you as a spectrum. If you're going to eat protein, these proteins are least inflammatory, least craving inducing, best ones with the most nutrition. These ones are terrible, but it's a spectrum. It's not a yes or no. And at the top of the, of the spectrum, we have bulletproof foods. They give you more energy. They're full of the kind of nutrition you want. In the middle, we have suspect foods. They make a lot of people weak, but they may work for you. And there's an app called Food Detective that's free. 
that will use your heart rate to tell you which foods are likely the ones making you have less energy or making you feel cravings two hours after you eat. So, wow, that's kind of liberating to know if I choose that food later, I'll be cranky and tired. Maybe I won't choose that food anymore. That's what I had to do. And then at the bottom of it, there's kryptonite foods. These are foods that basically mess everyone up and you shouldn't put them in your body. So now though, if you're at, at dinner with colleagues, it's a business dinner, you don't want to be the you know the the diet guy from Seinfeld mm-hmm. who you know or it has to well you know what was the chicken petted before it was you know, its head was cut off? Uh, maybe that matters, maybe it doesn't. But you're not going to do it at dinner because you're with clients. So you look at the menu, but you have a spectrum on this thing, and it's easy to just kind of remember it. And like, oh, let's see, is it better for me to order steak from an industrial cow or tofu? And you know what? It's better for you to eat a filet mignon than it is for you to eat the tofu salad. Now that you have that information, you can make that choice or maybe just like tofu and you make that choice. You're still on the roadmap somewhere. So instead of being dogmatic, it's like, hey, here's a spectrum. Pick where you're going to be. Maybe you're just going to eat all the crap you wanted to and you're just going to choose to be low on the spectrum today. I respect that too. So less dogmatic, more about making a decision that's just a better decision. Yeah, and I I love that. I mean, that's one of the things that is just so powerful on your diet, Dave, is that you know, it's, it's creating the framework ahead of time for real world um, versus, you know, carrying around all these packaged little things of processed foods that are not going to be good for you anyways. And, you know, pretending that you're doing something here, you know, you, you, I mean, really in any restaurant, any, you know, setting, you can find good food that's healthy for you, that you can really, you know, have that energy. And I, and I, I love that. I mean, I'm, I wish I'd met you a little bit earlier, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. if, if for people who are, are younger, you have more leverage. Right? Like the, the more quickly you do preventative maintenance, the less you have to spend later. And I'm used to working with people in their 70s and 80s in, in the anti-aging work that I do. And some of those guys who have been doing things for 30 or 40 years look remarkably young. And then others realize, oh, wow, I just hit the wall. They want to take my leg because I have type 2 diabetes. They can still turn it around. But the amount of time and money and effort and willpower, it's all encompassing. Uh, I'm unfortunate in that I really needed to do that in my mid-20s because I was losing my cognition and I weighed 300 pounds and I had high risk of heart attack and stroke. I was just old when I was young and I hacked it. And to, to be able to share this with people who are younger, like if you're in your 30s and you're successful and you're not doing what I'm talking about now, you're going to really not like it that you waited until you were 45 to get started. And if you're 45 and you don't get started when you're 60, you're seriously not going to like it. So Well, get another started. thing too is uh, I was talking with Peter Diamandis, the author of Abundance, uh, yeah. Dave, you know well, and, and uh, last week and Peter and I were he was going, you know, the new... Uh, hundred is 60. And, and one of the things is so much is happening in technology that if you take care of your body for the next 10 to 15 years, you know, your ability, you know, a high quality longevity, you know, there's all kinds of different studies of what it's going to be, but it's going to be more. I mean, whether you believe it's another 50, hundred years or 10 years, you know, for an entrepreneur who, you know, has a financial resources, a great life doing well. I mean, it makes every sense of the world to make this happen. Now, Dave, you know what I want to do? Let me do the next segment here. And, I'd, and it's all on resources. And you've got, a, I mean, you've been given a lot of, uh, you know, ideas on the apps. I'm going to uh, have those links on our uh, AES Nation. But I want to refer over to your website. I'm putting it up now. 
and it's a great one, uh, the bulletproofexec.com. And there's all kinds of different things in there. And what would you tell your fellow entrepreneurs, you know, you've kind of mentioned what you've been writing about and what you're doing, but what's there and, uh, you know, how they can take advantage of those resources. When you go to bulletproofexec.com, there's a, at the top right hand corner, there's a little coffee cup sign that says get, get started now. It's, it's new, it says new reader and it's a little red tab. You, you click on that. And it opens up. And the I'm, posts I'm that just, yeah. And I just did that for them too. If you're on the video side, if you're on the audio, you got to do it yourself. But I just did it for the video, and I've got it on the screen. And it's got you smiling there and telling them that there is a lot of potential. There's huge potential, and and you're you're probably wasting it, and you're not doing it on purpose. And it's not because you're stupid or weak. It's because the buttons aren't labeled. And we have these historical traditions that you know Buddhism and and every major spiritual practice that started you know more than a couple hundred years ago has some sort of multi generational hey let's study what makes us tick, but they had no data they didn't have mass spectrometers they didn't have big data they didn't have EEG sensors I spent seven weeks of my life doing the 40 years of Zen program, which is the one that gets you 12 IQ points in seven days that stay with you. And yeah, you'll either cry or throw up. It's like running a marathon of meditation for seven days. It's very intense stuff. But when, when I do it, when clients do it, you put your brain in the same state as someone who spent 40 years doing advanced Zen meditation. And you can learn, oh wow, I was doing these things that got in my own way. But if you want to do that and your biology doesn't work, you won't be able to bring it. So first thing everyone can do is change things in your environment, like change your sleep environment, change your food environment. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I can bring it in a way I couldn't bring it before. My skin looks better. I'm stronger. I'm more muscular. But mostly it's that vigor comes back. And from there, I'm going to apply that vigor to a yoga practice, to a meditation practice. Or you can just hack it and have a computer tell you when you're doing it wrong. And I find for me that meditation with bumpers and blinky lights let me make more progress faster than sitting in a monastery in Nepal or Tibet, which I've done. <laughs> uh, I very much appreciate the spiritual practice, but I'm the first guy to say, hurry, meditate faster. Uh, and I don't laugh when I say it. Meditation is a beautiful practice and it's worth doing. But if you can make sure you're doing it right, do that too. Uh, this is great. I mean, one of the things I love is that you've gone out and you're doing all this stuff. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of people that give advice who haven't actually walked the talk. And you've walked it in many different directions, Dave. And, it, and it's been really great. Let me kind of bring it all together here, what I've heard. And these are the key takeaways. And I, I mean, I've got, a, I mean, I've got pages of notes. I've got a bunch of apps i got to download. I've got a book I'm going to pre-order here real quick. And everybody watching should as well. Thank you. Uh, no, well, no, thank you. I want the value of it here, and the freebies as well as the, uh, the book itself. But, you know, what I see is the, you know, number one, as entrepreneurs, we need energy. And I mean, you know, you're all about having energy. And I'm hearing it over and over again. It's you know, those different things that we need to do. And the second I'm hearing is willpower. And, and the willpower, as entrepreneurs, we're, most of us are pretty disciplined. But we choose to be disciplined in other areas because really this is one that we can defer, uh, you know, with big penalties. But we can defer 
And we also don't understand how easy it can be once we know how to do it. And that's what I love. And then the third is just making better decisions. And, you know, you've given us the tools, the framework. I mean, you've done all the research to do this, to make it effortless to have that high energy. So I, I want to thank you, Dave. I mean, you're, you're leading the charge. You're, you know, I mean, certainly the marketplace is resonating with you. I mean, with over a million followers, number one health podcast out there. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing the journey with our audience and uh, you're making a big difference. So thank you very much. John, uh, thank you. And, and thanks also to Joe Polish for introducing us. And I, I think most of your followers and, and your listeners know about Tony Robbins, um, who's also connected with, with Joe Polish. Um, and uh, thanks also uh, to Tony Robbins, who started using uh, the Bulletproof MCT oil and just talked about it on, on his thing. And, um, pay attention to people who perform well. I'm not the only one, but every single high performer I know has a practice. And if you ask them, turn around at the next conference full of successful people and say, what do you do when you go to sleep? And you have this conversation the whole night. So don't just read my stuff. Try it. Yeah, Experiment no. with it. And if it doesn't work, tell me. And maybe there's something even better. Like we can all do this. It's, it's a joint effort. Yeah, we're all in life together. You need a little help from our friends to muddle through and make a big impact. We want to make a dent in the universe. You know, every entrepreneur out there, you need energy to take care of your clients, your customers, to bring and attract new clients and customers and all the strategic relationships and your family, your friends, your community. Make sure you do a good job with it. They're all counting on you. Wish you the best of success. Thanks, John. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.